0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's
1: advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: It's for roll on a bench, coast to coast, in the biggest way possible. Hey. In our bad seat, a broken day, the bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad at her bad day, bad la bad dude, bad brat, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Magic City studios in the Farella places, right across the river and through the woods from where granny loves Farella because She can always puff on a stick of the ghost pounder in New York City. The big apple. Ooh. People just in passing back to Bridget in a kind of a fashion, shaking up, shaduba. All my friends are coming out, fast and flat, Brats on the west side of bozo town. What a mess. This town's to a tatter, my brain splattered all over Manhattan. Shaduba, shaking Oh, woo woo. I think I might have caught something from Keith. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High Mafia. Maddie George, ball carrier, Ty Stick Jones running it from LTN. And the show me Stay. KC Maul's son, birthday roll call on a midweeker. Where do you hurt Wednesday? All right, your boy Rodney Hood, 29 today, Dexter Coakley, 49, Juan Gonzalez, long gone, 52, Herman Moore, 52, Ray Childress, 59, Dave Craig, 63, Keith Hernandez, 68, Ray Rhodes, 71, Isaac Curtis, 71, Juan Marischal. 84 happy birthday to you happy birthday to you so baker will not play tomorrow night in cleveland case keenum gets the nod stefanski says the browns have no choice but to move on after the losses and injuries we'll hear from stefanski von miller plans on destroying anyone they put in front of him thursday night in cleveland we'll hear from miller aaron Rodgers says trash talk happens all the time the media blow it out of proportion. We'll hear from Rodgers. Jerry Jones talking about the Cowboys knowing how to win close games is key for them. Packers expected to sign Whitney Merciless from the Texans. Chargers expected to sign returner Andre Roberts from the Texans after they let him go. Three-time Pro Bowler. Washington releases kicker Dustin Hopkins. AFC Players of the Week, Derek Henry, T.J. Watt, Matthew Wright, NFC, Dak, Ram safety Taylor Rapp and Matt Prater. We got your week seven games. We'll break it all down for you. Dabo Swinney says he's focused on his own Death Valley. Dabo tries to describe what's really wrong with his team this year as they get ready for Pitt this Saturday. Nick Rolovich going to sue Washington State after his firing and his staff. South Carolina quarterback Luke Doty needs season ending surgery. FAU Charlotte Rice. Texas, San Antonio, UAB, and North Texas officially apply to lead the Conference USA for the American Conference. We got your odds to win the national title. More games this week. Bama, Tennessee, Ohio State, Indiana, USC, Notre Dame, plus BYU, Washington State. How about that San Diego State Air Force game in Colorado Springs? That's going to be great. Utah's on fire. They're playing Oregon State in Corvallis, South Carolina, and A&M. Tonight, Coastal, they've never won in Bern, North Carolina at Appalachian State. 0 5. Can they get it done tonight? They beat them last year, but at Coastal. Astros. What an unbelievable ninth inning. They even the series of the Red Sox after the 9 2 win. It was 2 1 after eight. The overhit. Imagine that. Jose Altuve ties the game in the eighth with a giant home run to left off the national sign. Astros scores seven in the night to win it. One. Castro, the go ahead hit in the night. Dusty Baker hopes the momentum shift. In the ninth, carries over to game five at Fenway late this afternoon. It goes just after five. Alice Gordon, the Sox just have to move on. We welcome all of our radio affiliates, SiriusXM, Mighty or 1090, in San Diego, in Southern California, near to you wanna do you wanna? Sports map, sports byline, armed forces, hoorah, soldier. It's c to c on a Wednesday. We got your Red Sox Astros game five odds for this afternoon. Dodgers with a huge comeback win to take game three in LA. HFS Ravine, 6-5 over the Braves. Mookie Betts with the gap shot to win it. But it was Bellinger's game-tying three-run shot in the eighth. Right center that tied it up. Bellinger says it's nice to have some October magic. Brian Schnitger isn't worried about the Braves' mental state after the loss. We got a series now. 2-1, they'll go at it under the lights. In L.A. tonight in la-la-la-la-la-la-lipstick city. Dodgers-Braves game four odds. We got it for you. MLB qualifying offer value drops five hundred grand to $18.4 million. Dubs-Anderson will preview the Zozo championship in Japan for us today on C2C. The Bucks destroy the Nets last night. 127-104. Giannis and Durant both had 32, but Giannis dominated the game, man. Durant was missing 12 shots. KD says you can't get worked over, over one loss. James Harden not worried about a lack of an extension. He has not signed one. Budenholz are proud of the Bucs after uh, they got their rings and all the emotions, the banner. They went out and kicked ass. Drew Holiday leaves the game with a right heel contusion. I saw him when he got injured. When it happened, the Warriors beat the Lakers 121-114. At Staples, the Warriors and the... uh. Fourth quarter, took the game over with speed. Steve Curtis says the Warriors can be really good this year. LeBron told Westbrook to chill. Brody had a bad game, all things being equal. Doc Rivers still thinks Ben can still contribute to the Sixers. That is a lie. Cade Cunningham out for the Pistons in her opener against the Bulls tonight in Detroit at Little Caesars. The Celtics re-signed Jabari Parker. Pelicans give Valanciunas shooters two years, $30 million. We got all of tonight's games, tons of games. Celtics, Knicks at the Garden. The world's most famous should be good. Sabres are 3 0. Sharks whack the halves 5 0. Panthers beat Tampa 4 1. We got all the hockey for you. Islanders get their first win 4 1 in Chicago. We'll break down tonight's games. There's two good ones Andy Baskett and Mike Blewett on today's show. It's coast to coast. Grab a cold one and go with us. Well, you know, those ILC podcast fans were clamoring for a win, and they got one last night in the Windy City against struggling Mark andre Fleury. The flower is wilted. He just can't stop anything the Blackhawks stink; They're booing their coach. But we bring in Carver High to start with the NFL Pain Day football skinny. Uh, he's excited. His hockey team won. But we got a problem in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, Carver High.
6: We certainly do. We'll talk about the hockey team later on. I'm sure we'll have a minute at some point during Coast to Coast. Yes, the Cleveland Browns, they play the Broncos tomorrow night. Thursday night football, Scotty, they will not have Baker Mayfield. He was going to try to tough it out. Yesterday he said, I want to be out there for the team. Sounds like not going to happen. Case Keenum will get the start for the Browns tomorrow night. Odell Beckham Jr., also a game-time decision for the Brownies. Let's hear from head coach Kevin Stefanski, Scotty. He says, we got no choice. I mean, what are we going to do? Injuries? Losses? We got to go out and play. Here's Stefanski.
7: Yeah, I think you're really forced to. You have to. It just comes at you. So you start the meetings and you very quickly address the previous week and then you're on to Denver and you're full speed ahead. There's so much that goes into these games. There's so much from a preparation standpoint that you really don't have time to dwell on what happened, win, lose, or draw the week before. So uh, I've seen all of our players, I've seen the leadership step up uh, and understand this is a a really big football game Thursday night.
2: I mean, I know that you're still on uh, the Browns to win this game. Has that changed uh, with Baker not playing? You still like Case Keenum to get the W?
6: I'm still in on the Browns. I think that Case Keenum will beat Denver tomorrow night uh look i mean baker was gonna go in there hobbled now at least you got a guy who's a hundred percent is he is is he as good as baker no but i think that the broncos stink and i am going to stay with that and i think that case keenan will get it done tomorrow night he is gonna have a little bit of a problem though scotty it seems like von miller isn't happy uh he's not happy at all he's looking to take somebody's head off and that includes whatever tackle the Browns put in front of him tomorrow night a very angry and upset Von Miller on coast-to-coast. Coast.
8: Pressure's on me to play well. I will play well. I don't know who the tackle is and I'm going against, but I'm, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I'm going to kill him and the other guy, too, on the other side. And I'm, and I'm going to play extremely well, and I'm going to make plays for my team. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to set us up to, to win this game for sure.
2: Look, the Browns have way more problems than just Baker Mayfield. Both of their tackles are backups playing in this game. They missed the game uh, that they just lost to Arizona at home. And I'm willing to go here. Uh, Look, Case Keenum has had success, certainly in the NFL, and he played great in Minnesota. I mean... Some would argue he's every bit the quarterback that Baker Mayfield is. A lot of people think that uh, Baker Mayfield is average at best quarterback, that he's not some superstar. Uh, Maybe that's why he hasn't gotten a big fat contract yet because they're very nervous about giving him one because he probably doesn't deserve one. I'll give him this. The guy's a stud, played 51 straight games, Uh, He's an iron horse, he's tough, and he was all banged up on Sunday and still went back out there, which was, I think, stupid. But I actually think Case Keenum can do everything that Baker Mayfield can do. My concern is is all the other injuries. I mean, we're just focused on one thing here, the quarterback. That's fine. This guy's going to do just fine, believe me, you. It's everywhere else. Receiver, they're butchered. Their offensive line's butchered. Their defense is butchered. They have no running game whatsoever right now. And if Denver ever had a chance to win a football game, it's this one. And I know that Teddy's banged up with his ankle, whatever. I don't even care if it's Drew Locke. They're healthier than the Browns. I don't trust Denver as far as I can spit, but I actually think that they can win this game.
6: That will be tomorrow night. We'll talk about it more tomorrow right here on Coast to Coast before the game starts. I love the prop boat. Man, A little. I don't know how we're going to get the prop boat in the water tomorrow night, Scotty. I mean, honestly, Case Keenum, whoever the Browns are putting out there at running back, receiver, should be a fun prop boat uh, for tomorrow night's Thursday night game. All right. Aaron Rodgers, of course, on Sunday gave the business to the Chicago Bear fans after that put-away touchdown in the fourth quarter. Rodgers says – Trash talk happens all the time. The media, Scotty, they're the ones who always blows this stuff out of proportion. Here's Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show, as seen last night right here on Sports Grid, and you can see every night at midnight Eastern. Here's Rodgers with Pat.
7: A lot of times, I mean, that's it's not uh, you know a rare thing to happen. There's always trash talk between fans and players. I mean, I've heard some of the most ridiculous things and craziest things uh, combination of uh, words and slurs and, and insults over the years uh, on the road and there's back and forth from time to time it just it's rare that it gets picked up uh, the way it did on Sunday so it's it's you know it's not a it's not like that was a, you know something that never happened there's always conversation between players and fans and and most opposing fans are like the Chicago fans that there's not the happiest and friendliest of back and forths but I found out about it after the game and I realized that it was you know, probably going to be a thing, not maybe as big a thing as it went to, you know, with, you know, some of the things that I saw. But that is the state of of our media.
2: I got to tell you, like, this was a story to me on on Monday uh, after he did it. And then, you know, the next day and the fact that it's Wednesday evening and we're still talking about this to me is just boring. Yawn. I don't care anymore that you lit up the Bears fans at all. How stale is this bread? I mean, honestly, it's three, four days now. Are we seriously Are we gonna talk about it tomorrow, too? Gonna spend some more time talking about Aaron gliding up some lady at uh, Soldier Field? I mean, yawn, honest to Christ.
6: You, you might, because I saw that Tom Brady chimed in on it today, too. So, you know, when TV 12 talks, guy, that'll move any story along for another couple of days. Dallas Cowboys hit their bye this week. Dak Prescott, of course, banged up. They're getting the bye at the right time, says owner Jerry Jones. He also says, Scotty, here's the difference in the Cowboys this year. They're winning close games. They were not doing that a year ago. Here's Jones on 105.3, the fan in Dallas.
2: I do know that you don't get to this record very often. If you look back, we don't. And so uh, that's a a big plus. But, uh, uh, boy, I I would say this game's just seemingly – are a lot closer, although I remember when I first got in the league, we said uh, we're not going to put that kind of emphasis on a kicker. I mean, really spend money on a kicker, because if you're within three points at the end of the game, uh, the the other team has, in the NFL is likely to drive it down there and get theirs too. So where am I going here is that the uh, games are all close. Uh, you better be
1: able to win some close games at the end because uh, – you could easily have uh, had a few games,
2: be close at the end. I'll give him this. Uh, the NFL's crazy. Uh, the fourth quarter is insane. The last two minutes is even uh, wilder than everything else. I mean, it is just, it's impossible almost to figure out who's going to win these games. The uh, scenarios play out every week. It just blows your mind how these games end.
6: It certainly does. Uh, but the Cowboys have been getting it done in crunch time. couple other NFL notes for you, Scotty. Packers expected to sign Whitney Merciless. He was released by the Houston Texans. Andre Roberts was also released by the Houston Texans. He signs with the L.A. Chargers. And I just saw this guy. Now, look, we've been hearing Deshaun Watson to Houston, I mean to Miami, I should say, for what, weeks, months, whatever the deal is. The stories have been going on and on. But there's one guy in Houston, Scotty, that when he says it, You do have to listen. Our boy John McClain, Houston Chronicle, he just tweeted within the last hour that he thinks that a Watson-to-Miami deal is going to get done sometime in the next week. So when John McClain says it, Scotty, I listen a little bit harder,
2: you know? That's enormous, and uh, it goes to further my point that the Dolphins are done with Tua Tagovailoa. They just don't believe in him at all, and they're willing to deal with Watson's legal woes over that kid uh, is really an amazing story. And John McClain's always on top of everything. Great reporter, great columnist.
6: Washington release kicker Dustin Hopkins, AFC Players of the Week, Derrick Henry, T.J. Watt, Matthew Wright, NFC, Dak Prescott, Taylor Rapp, who? And Matt Prater. King Henry's a badass.
2: Got to follow us on Twitter. Make life easier for yourself. Get all the skinny, the odds, line changes, everything at Sports Grid and at Sports Grid TV. Let's get into uh, the games here, week seven, pain day style.
6: Yes, we always do this on a Wednesday, Scotty. We get our early look at this weekend's NFL games. Week number seven, we are moving along. Thursday night, Browns and the Broncos. This actually, Scotty, has now dipped. Down to two, Browns minus two, your number for tomorrow night. The Bengals are in Baltimore, minus six for the Ravens. Panthers, three-point road favorites at Snoopy against the G-Men. The Packers, minus eight and a half against the WFT. Chiefs and the Titans, one of the few pretty good games on Sunday. Chiefs, minus five and a half road favorites in Smashville.
2: Well, I mean, I had an incredible week last week. 80% of the bets hit, and I'm going to have a dangerous week here this week and, and go for it, like, you know, stones-wise. I'm throwing stones with Denver tomorrow night in Cleveland, scared to death to do it, but I'm not going to bite now. I'm going to go with the Broncos. I think that Ravens-Bengal game is going to be great. I still think Baltimore's too tough at home in the Charm City. I'm going to have uh, Baltimore and lay it. I think the Giants will upset the Panthers at Snoopy. I'll take those points, and they're so desperate to win a game. I just think they're uh, getting it done this Sunday. And then I'm on the Packers laying, and the Chiefs dangerously laying that number in Smashville against the Titans coming off that win over the Bills.
6: Yeah, I'm with you on the Giants. I think the Panthers stink. The Falcons are in Miami to take on the Dolphins falcons minus two and a half the road favorite the jets visit foxborough the patriots zero and four at home this year they look for their first win at foxborough minus seven the lions are in la to take on the rams heavy lumber 15 and a half the eagles are in vegas to take on the raiders minus three
2: yeah, I like the Raiders here uh, too much on both sides of the ball for the Eagles who can't get out of their own way. I love the Rams to win, but that number's too fat for my blood. Goff has got, you know, revenge on his mind. He's got his coach ripping him, calling him out. I'll take that fat 15 and a hook, and then I'm going to go Patriots and lay it at Gillette. I think they'll beat the Jets, and I'm taking the Falcons in Miami uh, because I think the Dolphins are terrible.
6: Some more heavy lumber for our last set of games here. The Bucks minus 12 and a half. They host the Bears in the 425 p.m. Eastern game on Sunday. The Cardinals also lay in heavy lumber. 17 and a half against the Houston Texans. The Colts will be getting four in San Francisco. Sunday night football against the 49ers. Monday night, Saints, five and a half point road favorites in Seattle. I don't know. Give me Gino, Scotty.
2: All right, most of the sharps that I'm talking to are saying um, Tampa at 12. Now it went to 12 and a half. It's going to move again. It could go to 13 and a half, 14 possibly by kickoff. So if you get it now at 12 and a half, do it. Otherwise, wait for the Bears and the number to go up to 13 and a half or 14. Then grab Chicago on that side. That's what I'm going to do. And then when it opened up, I got the Bears at 13. Uh, I think the Texans cover the fat number. Arizona wins, but messes around with them, and the Texans backdoor it. On Sunday night, I'm taking the Colts outright, and on Monday night, I'm taking the Saints outright and laying it in the Pacific Northwest to win that game by a touchdown.
6: little college football for you now, Scotty. Yesterday, we heard from Jimbo Fisher tell everybody, I have no interest whatsoever in the LSU job. Okay, fine, Jimbo. And then they had to go ask Dabo Swinney, "Do you have interest?" No, he said he's only focused on his own Death Valley, not LSU's. Here's another piece from Dabo yesterday, Scotty. What's really wrong with his team? Here he is trying to describe it in uh, the best way possible.
8: Defensively, offensively, I spend time with everybody on this on this roster, uh, but you know, um, it's not just the receivers. It's 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 that it's, it's it's all it's everywhere. It's just a, it's a funk. Uh, it's 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 just a, a stink, and we got to get rid of it. You know, lingering in the car, and we got to get rid of it. It's like Seinfeld. Y'all remember that Seinfeld show where the stink was in the car and you couldn't get rid? I don't remember which one. Just, it just pops in my head right here. <laughs> That's what we got. Oh my lord, man! But we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. The good news is, we're still Clemson. And the good news is <laughs> oh, got a bunch of great kids Clemson. and we got a bunch of great people. And again, we just kind of, we're in a little bit of a, uh, funk, but we got to, we got to play our way out of it and we will, we will. And we'll, we'll look back on this and it'll be a great conversation somewhere down the road. A few years from now, we'll be, we'll be saying, God, y'all remember how bad we stunk those first six games, you know, you know we'll get it. We'll get it going. We'll get it going. We've got a lot of challenges, yeah. but everybody has challenges. Everybody has things that they got to deal with. And, um, you know, it's frustrating because it's not something that we've Jeez. we're used to around here. I mean, Dabbo. it's just not. Uh, you know, and so, but we'll uh, we'll get it turned around.
2: I don't know. He sounds like a guy that's in the middle of a malaise in his job, midlife crisis, not happy, uh, and it's because they're not a good football team. Uh, offensively, they've got nothing. Uh, they're boring. It's unbelievable. They couldn't even. Uh, finished off Syracuse. They beat them by three, whatever it was. Now they got their hands full at the ketchup bottle at Heinz on Saturday against a pit team that can flat-out score. So uh, I think Dabo's just unhappy altogether with this football team. They're just not that good.
6: Maybe he should run and go to the other Death Valley and go coach LSU. No, he'll be staying in South Carolina with the Clemson Tigers. Nick Rolovich, we mentioned yesterday, he was fired from Washington State. He will be taking legal action against Washington State after the firing. South Carolina quarterback Luke Doty needs season-ending surgery. He is finished. Conference USA, uh, they basically don't exist anymore, Scotty. FAU, Charlotte, Rice, UTSA, UAB and North Texas, all jumping ship. They are all going to run to the American Conference uh, in a couple of years, good for all those teams uh, to get out of Conference USA. None of them How about matter. Odds to win, none of them matter. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, man, love I, those, I, I love those. I love those Roadrunners. I love the Roadrunners of UTSA. They are ranked here. Here's your top 25 with odds to win the national title. Still Georgia at the top. We know they're the favorites, plus 120. Alabama there at plus 240. Ohio State at eight to one. Where is UTSA? There they are at 500,000 to one. Let's go.
2: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you this much. They're fun to bet on. They cover. They make you some money. I won't argue with that. But when it all boils down to it, if Georgia played Cincinnati for the national championship, everybody knows what's going to happen, right? I mean, Cincinnati won't (laughs) score against them. That'll be that. And so the only team that can give... Uh, Georgia problems, it would appear to me, would be Oklahoma or Alabama. And I'm still not a buyer in Ohio State. And going down the list, it gets weaker by the second.
6: Now, I did not get to give you all of the games yesterday. I want to give them to you today. Here we go. More games for Saturday. Alabama and Tennessee coming up on Saturday night. Right now, Bama minus 24 and a half. Ohio State visits Bloomington. What is it, Scotty? 87, 88. When was the last time the Hoosiers beat the Buckeyes? Uh, Straight up. 20.5 is the line there. The Trojans of USC visit South Bend, minus 6.5 for the Irish. Clemson and Pittsburgh. That's right. Pittsburgh favored over Clemson. You know why Dabba was so sad now in that clip? North Carolina State also ranked. They are at the top of the ACC right now, minus 2.5 at the U on Saturday night.
2: I think North Carolina State will win easily at Hard Rock against that terrible Miami team. It's inevitable that Manny Diaz is going to get fired. I like Pitt over Clemson. I think they're going to do it to him. I really do. I'm on Notre Dame. I hate their quarterback situation. I agree with uh, Carver High. Start the kid, the freshman Buckner, and roll with it the rest of the season. What are they waiting for? I think Ohio State goes to Bloomington and smacks Indiana like everybody else has. And I'm on Alabama over Tennessee uh, and I'll lay the number.
6: couple more for you here. BYU visit Washington State. Of course, the Rolovich being out. Big upheaval with the Cougars. BC is at Louisville. We talked about this game on the bench last night. San Diego State visits Air Force. Good game in the Mountain West coming up on Saturday. Utah visits Oregon State. South Carolina getting 20-and-a-half down against Texas A&M.
2: Yeah, I'm going to lay it there with AM. I got it at 18 and a half, and then it moved. I think Utah is hot right now. I love them. I'm going to go high-risk. Stones with San Diego State in Fort Collins, or excuse me, in Colorado Springs to win that game against the Falcons. And then I'm going to go uh, Louisville, actually, over BC and lay it. And I love BYU to uh, take advantage of Washington State's problems.
6: We do have a game for you tonight. In college football. That's right. A little Wednesday night. Good game, too, in the Sun Belt between Coastal Carolina and Appalachian State. This actually now four and a half for the Chanticleers as they visit uh, uh, the App State Mountaineers and the 60 and a half total tonight. Love this over. And I love Coastal Carolina, Scotty. They score a lot of points. Yeah,
2: I I bet on them at three and a half, four and a half. You know, it starts to get dangerous. Look, they've never won there. They're 0-5 in that stadium. They just do not play well in Burn against Appalachian State. But I think they are a lot better than this team, to be honest with you. I've seen Appalachian State get whacked. I mean, Coastal beat them last year at home by like 11. I mean, this is a dangerous game and a dangerous bet tonight to take a team, even though they're ranked and unbeaten and everything else. They've never done well there. Uh, To win and to cover that number is going to be high-risk betting, but I did it, and I'm not feeling good about it.
6: P-O-I-N-T-S. Points, points, points.
2: Let's go, baby. I just love that we got everything. NBA, college football, hockey, baseball. Tonight, it's all on the table. I'm not sure, Carver High. I'm seeing uh, Rashford and Harry Maguire with those uh, goals. It's
6: not Ronaldo. No, uh, he just he just scored to make it three to two oh. for Man U uh, in the <laughs> final ten minutes. Cristiano Ronaldo at it again in the Champions League gives Man U a three-two lead late. Uh, they're past the 80th minute. They there. were down and to that nothing. Yep, against Atalanta. So we'll see if uh, they can finish the job here. It's amazing. I feel like we talk about this every couple weeks yeah. when he scores another big goal in the Champions League. Your boy, Ronaldo, still getting it done. It is amazing. All right, let's get to the baseball because we do have a game starting uh, in about a half an hour, Scotty. So the Astros and the Red Sox. Astros get even last night, 9-2, to They win game number four at Fenway. It was a 2-1 lead for the Sox late. Jose Altuve ties it in the eighth, his 21st career postseason home run. And then the Astros scored seven in the ninth to win it. Jason Castro, Scotty, on FS1, got them going in the ninth.
1: That is a base hit in the center. Correa coming to the plate. Astros take the lead here in Game Four. Jason Castro delivers, and Houston's on top, three to two in the ninth.
2: That's just a gigantic win uh, for the Astros because a the Red Sox had been on fire since Saturday night with all their grand slams, and their offense was on. Uh, like a mission from God, just destroying the ball, owning the Astros, owning their pitching, doing everything. And then the sucker punch ninth inning. But Altuve's home run, this guy just never goes away. He always comes up big for a little guy. It is truly unbelievable what this guy does to the Yankees, what he does to the Red Sox, what he does to everybody. And then in the ninth, to score that many runs, to go over that total was insane. But I'll tell you this. Now it's 2-2. This game starting in 20 minutes is enormous because they got what they wanted, a win at Fenway. If they can steal this game today, Houston will win that series back in H-Town as sure as I'm sitting here. But this is the game right here today for Boston. They have to win this game. They cannot go down to Houston having to win both of those games at Minute Maid.
6: Uh, I agree, uh, man, you had to be sick to your stomach if you had an under ticket on that game last night. 2-1 to one in the 8th inning, and the game ends up going over 10. Unbelievable. Dusty Baker, like you, is hoping that the momentum rolls over for the Astros, a big ninth inning. Does it carry over? Dusty hopes so.
4: This is what, you know, enjoying baseball, you know, as if you're a child. And, uh, you know, this is one of the the, the great things about baseball, I mean, You know, when you're dead seemingly in the water and things aren't going good, then all of a sudden, boom, 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 and you got seven runs. And, uh, you know, that that's what they've been doing to us this whole series. And, uh, you know, we're capable of doing that uh, as well.
2: And they sure did. And I can't tell you, uh, you know, I thought Houston and Dodgers from the jump that they would meet in the World Series again. And. The Astros have to prove that yesterday wasn't a, a fluke. They have to go out and win this game today. I mean, this game today is going to be awesome. It really is. It's It's got everything, all the markings of a pressure packed game five, and the winner is going to have a huge advantage as far as I'm concerned. The way this series has gone with Houston going home and having two games there, like I said, they got to try to get this today. I still think Boston has the edge to get this game to force the Astros to win both games in Houston, which I think could be difficult.
6: I agree. Uh, Alex Cora did roll the dice last night in the ninth, Scotty. He used Nathan Ivaldi, one of his starters, who's going to pitch Friday in game six. It did not work. He's going to go with Chris Sale today. He knows that the Sox just have to move on after last night.
7: There's not much to say in that clubhouse. Uh, we, we know where we at. We we knew that the only thing that was guaranteed after last night was Game Six, right? So uh, they have a good team. I think it was a good game till the end, right? Uh, you know, well, we were one pitch away from from ending that inning, and uh, it didn't <laughs> happen. the we comment about the pitch four, seven. So um, yeah, you know we'll be ready tomorrow, just like every 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 day. You know, you win, you turn the page. You lose, you turn the page, and be ready.
2: You and I are not on the same page. I thought the uh, Uvalde pitch was a strike. It was definitely in the strike zone. It was definitely in their 3D box. Uh, I thought it was uh, waist high. I thought it definitely uh, was over the plate, the meat of the plate. It wasn't even on the corner. It was on the meat of the plate. You thought it was high. I thought the inning should have been over.
6: I mean, after watching it another 600 times today, I can understand why Uvalde and Cora and everybody was so upset. I still feel maybe it was a touch high. That guy was awful behind the plate the entire night. Uh, But away you go, and you get yourself a game five tied at two coming up in about 20 minutes at Fenway. Valdez gets the ball for Houston. Scotty Chris Sale gets it for the Red Sox, who are now minus 126. The Red Sox, the Astros, plus 108 as we get ready Uh, Nine and a half. They put that uh, total down a half from last night, Scotty. Down from ten to nine and a half.
2: Yeah, I'll take Boston and uh, just for giggles, the under.
6: There you go. So that's getting going soon. After that, we will have a game four in Los Angeles between the Dodgers and the Braves. Dodgers look like they were in big trouble. They were going to go down 3-0. They were down 5-2 in the eighth inning. They end up winning it. Cody Bellinger, Scotty. Another huge hit in the postseason. Here it is in the eighth inning. AM 570 LA Sports. Charlie Steiner. Jackson is 18th pitch of the inning. One ball, two strikes. Got
1: a pitch to Bellinger. And a fly ball to right center field. It's there well we hit.
0: And it is gone. A three-run home run for Bellinger. We've got a new game. It's tied at five one-two pitch.
2: hits it out. I think the best moments of this postseason, collectively, have been at Dodger Stadium. Uh, it, Taylor's home run was crazy against the Cardinals, the Bellinger three-run shot, that place has gone Calypso Bay. I, I just think the most exciting things have happened at Dodger Stadium in this uh, postseason. Compared to any other game anywhere else, it's, it's been there that the hottest things have happened.
6: Yeah, after the Bellinger homer, Scotty Mookie Betts ends up driving in the go-ahead run, also in the eighth with a double. Let's hear from Bellinger. We've talked about it a bunch already the last few weeks. Miserable regular season. He already has a bunch of big hits for them in October. He loves bringing that October magic. Here's Cody Bellinger.
9: With the team that we have, and uh, we've been in similar situations before, Um, You know, one hit in the postseason for both teams, you know, but um, with the lineup we have especially, but one hit really can change things, get energy back in that dugout. So, um, like I said, props to Will and then A.J. for continuing it. Um, Back-to-back hits is is huge.
2: He's been unbelievable uh, against San Francisco, uh, frankly, against the Cardinals, and now uh, in this against the Braves, this three-run homer. They look dead to rights, down 5-2, and I'm telling you, He doesn't hit that home run, they're finished. They're down 3-0 in that series, and uh, all the rest of the games, you'd have two more in L.A., and then two in Atlanta in game six and seven, and there's no way they win four in a row against that Atlanta team as far as I'm concerned. 3-1 last year, that was somewhat doable because uh, they did it, right? I don't think they win four in a row, Uh, not the way the Braves are playing.
6: No, but let's hear from Brian Snitker, Scotty, because of course last year, 3-1 lead, they blow it. They're on the doorstep of going up 3-0. They blow it. How about the mental state of the Atlanta Braves? Brian Snitker says we're not going to worry about that. They're going to be fine.
8: They'll be fine. I mean, they'll come out and they'll be ready to play. They're going to prepare as always. And, and um, you know, we, we've lost tough games before and bounced back and done really good things. So this is just... It's just one of them games that you know. It's like it's twenty, gotta get twenty-seven outs, man. And and, and, um, uh, like I said earlier, they're really, you know, it's you know, you gotta make pitches and plays and the whole thing, and just didn't happen today.
2: I gotta tell you, Carver High, they're down two zip after the Seager home run yesterday in the sunlight at Dodger Stadium, and I'm thinking we were on the air doing coast to coast, and I'm on like they're on their way. And then an hour later, I mean, they lit up Walker Buehler like a firecracker. And the next thing you knew, it was 4-2. to Then it was 5-2. to And then that held water until the eighth inning. I couldn't believe how quiet Dodger Stadium was and how the Braves pitching and everything, their defense, uh, their lineup, everything was clicking. They had it all going up 5-2. And you thought, When you're watching that game, I never saw it coming, that they would just do nothing and go away that quietly. Uh, You just didn't see it. They looked dead to rights, as I said. And then all of a sudden this guy Bellinger comes up and hits this mammoth shot to right center. I mean, uh, Atlanta didn't know what hit them. I think they thought they had the game in the bag. I love their reactions in the dugout of what happened. They look like somebody stole their car. So all I know is that woke the Dodgers from the dead. You can't tell me they don't have a momentum Vig going for them tonight under the lights in Dodger Stadium. All they got to do is win this game and it's a 2-2 and it's a whole new series. And then they get game five at Dodger Stadium and then have to go back to Atlanta. If they can win these two games, I think they still win the series and get one of them in Atlanta. But I don't think it's going to be easy, Mike, because I think the Braves have really played in concert with the Dodgers on the same level.
6: Yeah, I'm not worried about the mask and snicker, about the mental state. I think this team is going to be just fine. They've got a lot of hard of those guys on that Atlanta Brave team. They're going to get it done. All right, so game four tonight, Julio Urias will get the ball for the Dodgers, minus 225. Jeez, Yona, We'll get the pill for the Braves, but I'm sure they're going to mix and match with a whole bunch of guys. They are plus 188 right now. We have a total of eight. I think the Dodgers even this thing at two tonight, Scotty.
2: I do too, but, like, you're not going to make any money. So what do you have to lose as a better putting a piece on the Braves, seriously, because that price is nice, and getting that run and a half. Uh, you know as well and look I think Urias throws meat he throws strikes this guy throws the ball over the plate the whole night I don't know I I think they're going to be swinging the sticks both teams that's a dangerous way to make a living landing that kind of wood with the Dodgers although I'm with you I think they win and it's 2-2 when we wake up tomorrow
6: Yeah, I'm with you. So there's your two baseball games for tonight. I got to tell you, I just saw the highlight of this Ronaldo goal. I mean, this guy's six, guy. Like, honestly, little cross into the box. I mean, there's 20 guys in the box, and who's the one guy that rises above everybody and just puts a dagger header into the net? I mean, it's Ronaldo. Dude to sick, Man U's up 3-2, to two. they're probably going to win this game against Adelante. And, and like there's oh, no geez. one, like Messi
2: and Ronaldo, the greatest I've ever seen, <laughs> obviously. There's been others, obviously, Pele, we could go on and on. But this guy, you know, when he went there, they were talking about giving him limited minutes. And meanwhile, yeah. he soars <laughs> above everyone else at his age. is still proving he's the baddest man on the planet scoring goals. What a scene with that goal by Ronaldo. He owns London. He owns the Champions League. What a badass. What a goal into the corner, off the header. He is a sick mother forever. Let's get Dubs Anderson, our boy, with a preview of a Zozo in the Far
9: East. For the first time since 2019, the PGA Tour heads back to Japan this week for the Zozo Championship, being played at the Accordia Golf Narashino Country Club. Patrick Cantley won this event last year, but it was held stateside, so don't dig too deep into last year's results too much. We got a 78 man field with no cut, so expect a bit of movement right up until late Sunday afternoon. Your headliners the local legend Hideki Matsuyama, kola Morikawa, and the gold medalist Xander shoffley Expect a couple of unfamiliar names to sneak up on this board with plenty of value. This is a co-sanctioned event with the Japanese Tour. What do we know about the golf course? Par 70. 70-41 from the tips this week. Bent grass greens. This is an old school. Tree line beauty. Thick, rough, firm, small greens. My two key stats. Strokes gain off the tee, but more so accuracy off the tee. You've got to find the short stuff and then strokes gain approach. Your good iron players have the edge this week. Premium ball striking. That will set your apart. when you've got smaller greens. You've got to plenty of points and not to mention five par threes out there this week in 2019 we saw the great tiger woods put on an absolute masterclass, and we need to see more of the same this week an old school golf course but you can only master it by playing it the old school way fairways greens length you won't overpower this one accuracy is everything for me this week i expect one of the big names to hoist it up the zozo championship the pga tour let's have ourselves a week
2: there he is, the legend, Dubs Anderson. Who do you like, Carver High, on your tickets at uh, Japan this week?
6: Yeah, me and Cam are thinking the same way here. We're gonna go with a bunch of the Asian players who do know the course. Hideki Matsuyama, 12 to 1. Nice pick. How about CT Pan, 43 to 1? How about Takumi Kanaya, 65 to 1? Satoshi Kodera, 190 to 1. And we'll go with the deep bomb just for you, Scotty. Kramer Hickok. 250 to one drop it in the bucket baby let's go
2: can i uh get a cold beer
1: <laughs> we could give you some bs saying we get off on the high-minded calculations and analysis Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh,